Hey, what is going on, everybody? What's happening? Kason Wilson here. Welcome to another quarantined episode of The Life of... Obviously, there's no theme song today um, because I wanted to talk directly to the people and get straight to it. Thank you for tuning in. Man, there's a lot going on in the world right now. And um, I'm, first of all, first and, first and foremost, I hope everybody's out there safe and wise. Safe and and wise. Um, this coronavirus COVID-19 thing is quite serious and there are a lot of people who are getting sick from it. Um, and while people have their theories on what's really going on, I hope that wisdom rules the day while we figure out what to do in such a unique time in our world. It's crazy, 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 crazy time. Um, but welcome to another episode of The Life Of. Obviously, because of all the COVID-19 things that are going on, it halted a whole lot of things. I'm sure it's changed changed a lot in your life as well. Um, but um, And it has changed things for The Life Of, obviously, because an interview at this point in time can be very deadly. You have to be closer than six feet to do an in-person interview, but um, there is no coronavirus that can take away from the promise that I made to you guys that every two weeks I would make sure um, to give you some brand new content. So I'm here today. So welcome um, to a obviously abbreviated episode of The Life Of, um, but I did want to come and talk to you directly um, and just let you know a couple things. Um, but most importantly, I just want to make sure you guys are safe. Um, please hit me up at the life of K-A-Y. Talk to me. Let me know how you are doing um, in this crazy coronavirus world that we live in now. But I do want to I do want to say a couple things to you guys. And I just want to talk to you guys directly on some like chill stuff um, just because I just wanted to keep it real. It's a lot going on. I couldn't do any interviews, but I wanted to make sure I talk to you guys. So here's a, a couple things that I wanted to say. First of all, um, we've had three interviews and four episodes um, that's what Donnell Rollins, uh, Bishop Joe Peoples, Cheryl Jackson, and then the intro um, episode kind of laying out what the life of is all about. If you haven't heard it, go back and listen to it. It'll kind of let you know um, why we're here and what we're doing. But um, we are three interviews in, and I just want to say thank you. Thank you for listening. The love that you guys have given over this podcast is very, very overwhelming, like legitimately. Um, I was actually looking through the um, information of um, all the people who have listened, and it's actually really, really crazy. Like um, people listening all over the country, like obviously, um, so for those who don't know, I grew up in Jersey City, New Jersey, and I went to high school in Delaware, and I ended up going to college in Washington, D.C., Howard University. So I lived in the D.C., Maryland area for a long time. So I have a lot of listeners in Maryland and D.C. and Delaware and New Jersey, but it's just wild to know that there are people listening in California, because I haven't been here that long, in Pennsylvania, in New York, in Virginia, in Michigan, in Oregon, and North Carolina, and Rhode Island, and Massachusetts, and and Missouri, and Nebraska, and Texas, and not even just in America, but I have there are people listening right now from Ontario, Canada, and Spain, and that is that is just insane to me. Um, 
that you guys are listening. So if you are listening right now um, to my friends and family and everybody who is just fans of my comedy, like, what up? But the people who are listening in places that I've never been, just thank you. I, I see you. I hear you. And I, I really appreciate you coming along this journey, man. It really means a lot. Which kind of leads to the second thing that I kind of wanted to talk about, which is, man, it's kind of overwhelming um, the love, getting the love back for the life of, because it was such a simple idea to me. Um, it's just, it wasn't just like people are like, man, what's the podcast about and why are you doing a podcast? There are like 30 million podcasts out and I, I totally get that. But the reason why I really wanted to do a podcast, um, it's just like a space for us to be real and to be honest about what's going on in our lives and our world. Like at the end of the day, like you're a person and you have a heart and you have emotions, you have feelings, you have dreams, you have, you know, regardless of what you're doing, you came from somewhere and you're going somewhere. And too often we judge people based on the crossroads of our lives and not, you know, taking the time to hear where a person came from and the experiences that might make more of a understanding of who that person is versus just the judgments of what we see in front of us. And saying all of that to say, it was just a simple idea where I just wanted to talk to people, like really cool people and hear their stories and give people a chance to be more known. But it wasn't like any real deep, like big thing that I did. I think I just Googled and did some research on really dope sound equipment and then I went and got it and then there's some microphones and I just started calling and texting people and asking them like would you be willing to come on and we have some great content coming obviously um, and some some dope stuff we're working out some really crazy dope interviews but it was just a really really simple idea and for everybody that's creative out there. And when I say creative, most of the time in our world, we we generally think about we generally think about like I'm a comedian, so comedians and singers and dancers and writers, like we think of creatives and musicians, like we think of creatives as artistic. And I don't necessarily mean creative in that sense. I just literally mean people who are making a legacy. You know, if you are, you know, the first in your family to graduate from college or creating a generational blessing or, you know, the first homeowner in your family, like you don't have to be an artist to be creative. I, I literally just mean people who are paving a way for people in front of them to be better that, you know, your children will never know the same issues that you had and your grandchildren will never know the issues that your parents had because you saw what your condition was and, and when you leave this earth, like you'll be better. Like when I say creative, I literally mean legacy makers. Um, a lot of times creative people, we always have like this big picture image of what we think something is and how big it can be and how great it can be. And sometimes it really takes away from our ability to just start it, like just start it. Like my wife says something and it's probably one of my biggest weaknesses where she's like, don't let the perfect be the enemy of the good because I, I would sit on so many ideas and I would never move on them because I felt like I didn't have everything I needed to make it look like the way I wanted it to be in my head. 
And it's like, man, how many, how many cemeteries are filled with the ideas that we could be using now just if they had just started? And the life of is really, to be honest, really the first thing in my life that is like, I don't have everything that I see in my head or hear in my head for this to be what it is, but I'm just going to do it. And I'm hoping people connect to it. And it's really humbling to know that, that you guys really are. We're starting off small. We're just starting off real. I want it to be genuine. I want you guys to really hear the real and hear people's stories. So it's always going to be that. We'll make improvements over time, but you know, we're going to make it happen. But, um, you know, for all the creatives out there, um, which kind of leads into my third point, um, just do it. Just make it happen. It doesn't matter if it's, I mean, obviously, you know, like uh, I believe in the Bible, so here goes. Um, but it says, who builds a house without first counting the cost? So it's like, be wise, do it right, do your research, Google is your friend. We have more information now than any time in the world, I believe. But just because it's not, you don't have the $2 million budget that you wanted to get it done, you can do something. You know what I'm saying? Even if it's not everything that you want it to be, even if you have to build towards it, but do something. Um, and that kind of leads to my last point that I want to say before I leave you guys, because I don't want to bore you with just my life. I know y'all like, ill you? The life of who? But no, I'm just, <laughs> um, I, I've had a lot of questions of people saying like, hey, what are you doing, you know, during this coronavirus? Like wh- how, you know, what, how are you keeping yourself busy? What are you doing? And, you know, I'll be completely transparent with you guys, man. The coronavirus took away a lot of dope gigs, as I'm sure it has for a lot of people. A lot of people out of work, a lot of small businesses are affected and it's just a crazy time on top of obviously the concerns that we have for our loved one who are sick and our professionals, we continue to like pray and send our well wishes to everybody out there. The first responders, like it's um, crazy important what they do. Isn't it McDon- McDonald's hasn't even thought about shutting down. Can we just talk about that for a second? Like McDonald's McDonald's is not essential, but they refuse to shut down. I am not mad at it. Um, anyway, so people are like, what are you doing with your time? And to be honest, like everybody else, I've been watching Tiger King. That lady, I think she killed her husband. I ain't gonna lie. It's the truth. It's, she did it. Cause you know how, you know how I know she did it? I get off on tangents a lot. Excuse me. But you know how I know she did it? You remember, you remember the part where, um, where, uh, Tiger King, where he thought, he thought that they had set him up by putting sardine juice or something on his shoe. Or a perfume on his shoe. And the lion was like scratching at his shoes and bit his leg. And she looked into the camera. She was like, why would they put perfume on his shoe? If you really wanted a tiger to kill a man, you would put sardine juice or something that you know they would want. And it was it was way too much experience in her eyes. It was scary. It was some very Delilah-ish about her eyes. It was a she has a she has Jezebel pupils. I didn't like it at all. But anyway, people are like, what are you doing during this coronavirus time? And I will be completely honest. I think the biggest difference for a lot of the great people that I know, 
or that I observe or I try to learn about is the power of their perspective. And obviously with this coronavirus, it causes us to really slow down and, I mean, just legitimately slow down. Um, we just get so busy into the, like the grind and the hustle of everything. And I respect it. You do it. That's what you're supposed to do. Get it, get it how you live. I, I, I totally get it. But to be honest, my answer to the question, like, what are you doing this, during this coronavirus? I think the power of the perspective is viewing this time as an opportunity and not just opposition. I think what happens a lot of times is you can view all of the reasons why this isn't a good thing. And it's obvious reasons, you know, gigs slow down, gigs get canceled, gigs get postponed, everything slowed down. You can't leave the house. You can't do this. You can't do that. But there are a lot of people, a lot of great people who I know during this time are utilizing this downtime as an opportunity to do something. And I, I, I'm going to watch my fair share of Netflix and Hulu. Trust me, if anybody wants to send me a Disney plus password, I am all for it. But to be honest, I, I'm using this as an opportunity. Um, and, and I would, I guess I would challenge everybody listening right now to find ways to view this time as an opportunity. It may not always be professional, but one thing that I did, I made a list of all of the things that I always say to myself on a daily basis before all of this COVID stuff happened, which is like, man, if I had more time, I can do this. If I had more time, I can do that. If I had more time, I would get this done or I would do that. And it's like, man, let me, last week I, had, I literally made a list of all of those things and I'm going to knock them out while we had this time. I, I mean, I don't know how long we have. It could be June. I'm here in August. I'm here in September, like, I don't know what's going on, but I know the list of things that I always say I can do. And whatever your list is, whether it be personal or professional, I challenge you to view this as an opportunity to get those things done. Like for me, I always think like, man, I wish I, I want to like network more, meet more people. I'm new to LA. I want to meet more LA people. So I guess I figure if I email people or I text people and they can't get back to me, if I'm stuck at home and I can't do stuff outside the house and I'm on the computer more than I ever have and checking emails or going back over old stuff because that's really what I have the time to do, then maybe the people I want to network with are doing the same. So maybe I can utilize this time to start networking and setting up meetings and dinners and lunches with people that I want to connect with after this, all of this stuff is over and we get back to life as we knew it. So maybe I can utilize this as a time to talk to people who I wouldn't necessarily have the time to talk to or they wouldn't have the time to talk to me. Like maybe this is a time to just network. There's no ban on that. I can do that from the comfort of my own house. For you, it could be, yo, dig into your finances, find out what you spend on. You know, you, it may not be about making more money. Sometimes it's just about, you know, closing the hole in your pocket and, and saving that. Or for some of us, it could be investing, man. By the time all of this COVID stuff is over, I'm not a financial analyst. I don't even pretend to be. But it seems as though there'll be a lot of great opportunities to invest and make your money work for you. Just so when the gigs slow down, you do have money that's coming in on a residual basis. But for some of us, it could be personal, man. How many family members and friends that it's not just, and not just the boring conversations of like, hey, what you doing? Yeah, this show is crazy. You watching Netflix, you seen Tiger King, you seen this, you seen that, like, cool. Get that, all that stuff out the way. But 
the the deep conversations, the the regular conversations. Like, let's actually get to we can we can we can get to you know just the, the personal stuff. Like, I had a Zoom, I had a Zoom with my family on Sunday. Like, we've been I think I guess we're in the process of doing like weekly Zooms, and it's like, man, other than family reunions, the only time we really saw each other was funerals or weddings. And it's like, man, how how amazing is it that this created an opportunity for us to connect when we normally wouldn't? Like we're all actually at the point of life slowing down where we can connect on a, a different level. Like what book have you always wanted to read? Do you want to pray more? Do you want to learn more? Do you want to, is there something about your craft that you can learn from the confines of your own home? Like, do you want to read a, another, a different book of the Bible? Do you want to connect with somebody on a deeper level? Do you want to learn about writing, take a master class, learn something on YouTube? Like there will be, there's always going to be an opportunity for you to see what is taken away. Um, but it takes a special and great person to be able to view opposition for what it's presenting you the opportunity to do. And that's what I challenge you to do today. And um, I think I've talked long enough for those of you who have stayed through this whole conversation. God bless you. I don't know why, but we are here. It's the life of, um, I promise you in two weeks we'll, we will have an interview for you somehow. Um, but I just wanted to get on and just encourage everybody, make sure everybody's good and just check in. Um, Tiffany and I are good. We're in the house. We have plenty of snacks and all types. I I was doing so good. I had lost weight. And I promise you, I am going to gain it all back. Everything that the devil stole, Ben and Jerry's is giving it back to me. So, uh, <laughs> so listen, man. Um, if you're not already following me on social media, please check me out at the life of K A Y. That's the life of K A Y. I am posted more videos on Instagram than I ever have in my life. So this is forcing me to create more content and I just want to have more fun with y'all. Talk to y'all. Let me know how you doing and this whole coronavirus thing. How are you handling it? What are you challenging yourself to do to be productive in this time? Like I literally want to hear from you guys. So hit me up the life of K A Y. I respond to everybody. Everybody knows that. So until next time, I love y'all. Stay safe. Stay wise. Love everybody. Forgive everybody. Be good. And uh, don't own any tigers. Later.